Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NIO is, I mean, it's new to us. Like, how, how is it for you, like, you know, looking at athletes, like who you want to work with and stuff like that. Like, what do you look for? Yeah, that's a good question. It's interesting because, um, you know, one of the things that most uh, young athletes don't understand is that um, who brands want to work with isn't necessarily tied to the number of followers, right? Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's mostly tied to like authenticity. <laughs> Yo, it's Noah. It's T-Mac. We in the desert with it, but we still on island time. Welcome back to another episode. If y'all haven't already, make sure y'all tune into the previous episode on iHeartRadio and YouTube on Up On Game Network. So let's dive right into it. Uh, we say we're in the desert with it, but today's a special episode because we're back home. Uh, we're on the West Coast, about a two-minute walk from Huntington State Beach. So uh, we got the month of May off from football. Um, got to leave Tucson for a little bit, and we in California, back in our hometown. And uh, for the next couple of days, we got a special event going on. So for the next three days, we're here in Huntington Beach on the Complete Athlete uh, Retreat with the Complete Athlete family. We're basically here to learn more about NIL deals and uh, learn how to build our brand and become more marketable for our sponsors. Speaking of sponsors, we got a huge shout out for, to Owaza. Um, they're the bridge between energy drinks and coffee. And they are the first company to infuse electrolytes into, into coffee and caffeine drinks. So uh, we got a special guest and we'll bring them on the next segment. All right, so for this next segment, we got a very special guest, um, the Chief Revenue Officer of Owaza Cold Brew, Mr. Alvi Loretto. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and appreciate you yeah. supporting this podcast. And before we jump into it, uh, can you give us a little background on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, it's great to be here um, back in Orange County. I'm from here as well. Um, I'm a Servite guy like, like these gentlemen here, so it's always great to be back with the Servite family. Um, and it's great to be doing this for, uh, 
AAPI month, Asian uh, American Pacific Islander month, because uh, I'm an Islander as well, like these guys. So it's uh, it's just awesome to be here and to, to be part of this and to be part of the whole complete athlete uh, retreat, uh, trying to help these guys out to help build their brand. We appreciate it. So you say you're Pacific Islander? Yeah, yeah. So my parents are Filipino, both of them. Uh, I was born here in the States, here in California. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I've always been proud of my Islander roots. Yes, I always have that chill vibe being here from Orange County too. So uh, it's just, uh, it's really cool to just be a part of that community around here and especially seeing you guys play in, in high school. You guys made the whole Islander community proud with uh, uh, and not just your, your laid back vibe, but also how intense you guys were on the field. So appreciate mm. that. We were Filipino. <laughs> Cousins? Uncle. Yeah. Oh, I'm your uncle. <laughs> we appreciate that, though. Uh, you say you're a Servite alum? Yeah, yeah. What years were you over at Servite? Uh, so I was there from uh, 95 to 97. Uh, I played ball, too. Played football and baseball. Um, and uh, we, uh, we had some good teams there. Definitely not as good as, as your team <laughs> or uh, some of the legendary teams. But, you know, we won a few games. Played, uh, played in a few wars here in Orange County with a lot of guys who ended up going to the NFL. So, uh, um, you know, it's just always proud to be a survive football guy. Before we came on camera, you were telling us about your, your glory day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I say the biggest thing that happened to me in high school, I mean, I played against Deshaun Foster and went to UCLA. Uh, he, was, uh, he, he laid me out pretty good, and we had a good <laughs> laugh about it on film. Uh, and then I also played against Carson Palmer. I was uh, lucky enough we played them uh, my senior year. Uh, Carson was a junior, and I was lucky enough to uh, pick him off twice in one game. He had a great game, but uh, I was able to uh, <coughs> get the best of him. So, but um, I'm a USC alum. I mean, I know you guys are Arizona guys, <laughs> but I always cheer for Carson because he's he's one of us there. So, where did Carson go to high school? Yeah, he went to USC, and he went to no, Santa Margarita. Santa Margarita. Yeah. San Margarita. What league were y'all in when you were playing? So back then we were in the Golden West League, uh, and uh, we had been in a Division One league. They dropped us down, and uh, we uh, actually had a lot of guys who ended up playing D1 college, but we were in a smaller league, so uh, we did pretty well in, in that league, and, and Carson was in that league too. Um, Deshaun, like these were all – Division Five was a pretty – Pretty big league there, like it's had a lot of public schools in it that had used to be D1 back in the 80s and 90s. So it was still very competitive, not like the Trinity League, but yeah. still very competitive. Golden West League, like what, what teams are right now? Uh, so the back world. then, I don't know who's in the Golden West League now, but back then it was Tustin, Westminster, Santa Ana. Um, and uh, then our off league or our uh, non league schedule was stacked with all like Fountain Valley, uh, Santa Margarita. These were all D1 teams, like five years before so uh, there's a lot of talent there I mean you know it's not like nowadays where like you see the talent concentrated you know mm -hmm. in the Trinity League mm -hmm. and some of the other you know D1 leagues so um, you know it's, it was still very challenging but you know obviously the game's different these days yeah. with the, the way you guys train year-round so was there a Trinity League back then uh, no there wasn't a uh, little history lesson there was the Angeles League back in the 80s and 90s that was the big Catholic school league okay. a lot of the schools in that league ended up being in the Trinity League like 30 years later um, that was the closest thing they had to the Trinity League. That was like but, modern day in there? Yeah that was with modern day St. Paul, Loyola out in Los Angeles so it was spread all out throughout oh, Southern California. Were y'all a rivalry? Was my server modern day a rivalry yet? Uh, since I've been a rivalry since the since the 60s and really? 70s. Yeah, oh y'all sure. played each other even in your years? Yeah yeah our league modern day was the one game we play I mean we play them every year from like 1970 until now, right? That, that's our biggest rivalry, always has been. So, it was more competitive back then. <sighs> nah, not as competitive as you guys were, man. Oh. Like they had modern day, <laughs> they, they had some talent, and they had they're, 
you know, they're, they're well coached like everything else, but they had just had a concentration of talent and good coaches back then. And, you know, it's funny because I went to Modern Day my freshman year, ended up transferring over to Servite. Uh, so I got to kind of see both sides of oh. it. So it's funny because it's a big rivalry, but it's, it's actually the two schools have more in common than you think in terms of how the program is run and yeah. how they build talent and how they, you know, they work with the Catholic schools in, the, in Orange County. So, you know, so it's like a rivalry, but it's also... Rallo was still coaching then? Rallo was still what? coaching, Rallo man. Is crazy. Still. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess we all got something in common, huh? <laughs> For we sure. We all defeated versus Modern Day. <laughs> you didn't beat Modern Day? <laughs> Nah, man. No way. <laughs> Don't say too much, though. We can talk about the rivalry all we want, but at the end of the day, it might not be a rivalry. Nah, when we were there, that's what's up. <laughs> nah, yeah. Nah, but after after you graduated from Servite, you ended up going to USC first. Or you went to MIT. Uh, I went to MIT after that. Played ball, Division three. Um, I was. You know, obviously, being Filipino, you know, we don't we ain't blessed with the height gene, unfortunately. I but uh, I want to keep playing. I uh, got some offers from. Uh, from one AA schools, you know, Penn, Princeton, some small schools. I ended up going to MIT because I wanted to be in a big city. I wanted to get as far away from Orange County as possible for college, oh. um, uh, like get some breathing room, check out a new part of the country. I think those are all valuable educational experiences, not just the football part, but like seeing another part of the country. And I think you guys are doing that as well at Arizona. So, uh, yeah, I did that, played some ball there, um, you know, ended up uh, just uh, – and obviously there's no future in, in, in ball for me. So it was just about, you know, realizing, like, getting into academics and trying to get my grades straight and then, you know, just turning into a normal college student okay. and recruiting for jobs and growing up, man. MIT had a, a football program? Yeah, yeah, they still do. Actually, uh, oh, six shoot, years man. ago, they, they made the D3, uh, the semifinals of D3. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people think that, like, because of the academic reputation of the school that the football team isn't that good but it's one of the few football schools in the area in their league that draw talent from all over the country because of their um, academic reputation so mm. you actually have guys from california mm. texas florida all playing for that team and these are guys who could have played d1 if they stayed one or d1 or two if they stayed in their state but they want to get that education so you know it's, it's not that bad of a program for how small it is but you know, it's just there are no resources dedicated to athletics at that school. It's like yeah. everything is about the academics. So. How, how was the academics? It was rough? It, it was rough because of the challenge that I had, like, off the, um, off the, uh, away from uh, the field. Like, I, I always looked at football as, like, uh, a, a time to, like, kind of refocus and get in touch with my personality because mm -hmm. academics was so hard at that school, right? Like, and I know you guys, um, well, you know, being, being where you guys are at, uh, you know, your focus is, football for a lot of the year and um, you know you guys got your scholarships and everything and then you know you have your class and it's probably I don't know if you have the equal balance you have to try to find the balance right like yeah. and for us it was like 95% academics 5% sports and the sports was just my release when I was too stressed out about academics so it's just weird thinking of football like that but football was one of those things that always kept me grounded and and kept me sane and, uh, you know, I was looking at it for all the life, like life lessons it taught me away from the field. So This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What did you end up majoring in at MIT? Uh, so I majored in, in mechanical engineering. Oh, wow. Why that? Like, uh, so I was always good at math and science, and so like I <laughs> decided to... Side, huh? Yeah, I, just, uh, <laughs> I was always a numbers guy, man. Like, uh, and so like I... I stuck with that. You know, the thing is, like, uh, my junior year, I started hating engineering. So it's like I, I was in this major, and I didn't like, I didn't like it anymore. So, um, but I figured since I was already in it, I'd, fi- I'd, I'd finish that Absolutely. out. And then once I graduated, I would look for other opportunities away from engineering. Um, but, you know, that happens a lot when you're yeah. in college. It's like you'll do, you're doing something, and you thought you would like it, and then you get into it, and you might not like it anymore. But there's always kind of that opportunity to try other things. And I think that's what you really want to do, take advantage of your undergrad, um, your undergrad curriculum, because you, you're trying to, you should try to learn a bunch of different things and try to find something you really like. And it's, it's usually not going to be the first or even second yeah. thing that you try out. So. I mean, look at you now, you're working with caffeine and electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on this. Mechanical engineering, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I always saw myself as a, as a people person. You know, like, it's funny because I was good at numbers, but I always loved interacting with people. And so even now, like, with what I do for work, like, I work a lot with um, just uh, opportunities like this, meeting new people, getting the brand in front of people, getting them to try it, and, and, I, and you know, trying to kind of 
sell people on, on yeah. something. And I think that's what you guys are, you know, trying to do with this this complete athlete retreat is, you know, you guys have always you guys got the, this skill that makes people pay attention. Like you get it done on the field, and now you guys are trying to figure out, okay, I've got this this famous notoriety tied to that. Um, how can I utilize that to become a better businessman, to become a better student, to become a better, you know, whatever it is off the field, right? Like, and this whole retreat that's allowing you guys to get educated by by sponsors like us and by 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 people who have kind of gone that route is like, how do you guys use that? How do you guys um, become better at this stuff? How do you how do you see things from another perspective, the brand's perspective? What are they looking for in college students? What do they like the most about you? And it might not even be like, um, I can tell you, it might not even be about what you do on the field, even though that's a very, very important thing. Um, you know, like this podcast is an example. You guys, you know, like you guys are good friends. You guys, you know, like it's just fun watching you guys bounce ideas off of each other. And there's like this genuine, genuine kind of feeling when you guys are just chatting. You guys, when you go off script, that's when you guys are the most interesting. <laughs> and I think that's what brands are really looking for, that authenticity, you know, that authenticity and um, that like this these athletes, even though they're superior athletes, they, they're just like us, you know? They have moments where they're just like us. And I think that's what, like, why brands, I think, are gonna be, wanna work with you. And it's just, all you guys need to do is learn a little bit more about like, the business world, the business side of things, and, yeah. and you know, how to make that more lucrative for your own personal brands. Yeah, I mean, NIO is, I mean, it's new to us. Like, how, how is it for you, like, you know, looking at athletes, like who you wanna work with and stuff like that? Like, what do you look for? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. It's interesting because um, you know, one of the things that most uh, young athletes don't understand is that um, who brands want to work with isn't necessarily tied to number of followers, right? Um, yeah. It's 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 mostly tied to like authenticity. Now, like, and whether um, this particular spokesman for the brand looks like it, they really understand the brand and will like use it in their day to day life. Um, for us, like. Um, our brand is very young, emerging brand. We just launched in 2020, um, but we separated our um, target customer into three buckets. And you know, one of them is early risers. Um, one of them is um, uh, college athletes, like college college students, and and then in general athletes. And uh, another bucket is, is sort of like um, young professionals, people who are just graduated from college, starting out in the workforce, and they just need that caffeine because they're they're jumping up from senior year of not doing any work to first year at a company working 60 hours a week right so we separated that those into those three buckets and then right here we're focusing right on um college and i think nil is a great opportunity for Mm -hmm. us to do that um you know our product is so it's it's basically cold brew coffee infused with electrolytes right and um, what we found out um through working with scientists is that uh, people use caffeine to like stay awake. You guys are probably familiar with that. I think I know a lot of younger people use um, drink energy drinks because they like the flavors and whatnot. Um, but this is an, uh, a, a fusion between coffee and energy drink. Um, it has uh, very low sugar, um, and so the sugar is what makes you crash after you drink ca- caffeine for like three, four hours, and then you just feel like you get tired right away and you fall off a cliff. Like. This doesn't have sugar, even though it has like a sweet flavor in the form of monk fruit, which is a pretty pretty innovative sweetener. So it actually allows you, when you get that caffeine buzz, it allows it to last longer. Like we're talking six to eight hours. And so for a college student, it's like, you guys may do your get get to practice, you know, two three hours of practice, or maybe you work out in the morning. 
but your day ain't done after that, right? You got a, you got three hours of class, or you got two hours of studying, or you got film, and like yeah. you got ten, you're gonna have ten to twelve hour days on campus, right? And yeah. so, you want to look for something that has a cleaner energy, less sugar. You're getting your cat. If you're gonna do caffeine, you get it from um, a low sugar source, and that'll keep your energy level going longer. So that's why we feel like this is a good fit for college students, and we want to use you know, athletes like yourselves in and, and, and the NIL program to try to get the word out about our, our product. I mean, before we came on, we were talking about NIL. You said that uh, you guys were working with some, already working with some people. Uh, how, how's the whole NIL process from, from your point of view instead of the athletes? Yeah, no, that's a good question, man. You know what, it's, it's actually really evolving right now. Um, I, I, I mean, it's the Wild West. Um, yeah. And I, so I used to be a, a professional sports agent and I would negotiate marketing deals for, for clients. It was mostly in the baseball space, but we worked with a few basketball and football players too. And this was like 10 years ago. Um, so I understand like marketing yeah. deals um, and how they relate to athletes, but NAL is totally new. And the college athlete is a different breed than a professional athlete, yeah. right? Because um, college athletes have way more requirements yeah. For their day than just sports, right? Yeah. You guys got to get it done in the classroom. You know, you got There's a lot of things that the campus is asking of you to do, and so um, it's a little bit different. The rules are different. The rules are still evolving. Um, you know, there's there's some legislation, uh, new legislation in California and other states um, where they're trying to kind of adjust the rules of NIL. Um, and so, like, there's a lot going on right now at the at the top level, and it's it's good for you guys to have good advisors for your you know, the complete athlete team and its, and its leadership, they, they seem like they really understand the NIL space and uh, they're ahead of it compared to most uh, agencies I've talked to. And so, um, you know, like we're all figuring out as we go. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to find opportunities for athletes like, um, you know, like that work out for their schedule and work out within the rules, uh, the current rules, but just know that the rules are changing right now. Yeah. So um, yeah. we may not have all the answers yet, but we're still trying to get value for you guys. And, um, you know, as long as we keep that like communication open, I think that, you know, your advisor is going to find the best value for you yeah. guys. And you, you were talking about how you majored in mechanical engineering and now you, you're in business. So like speak about business, like what made you want to get into that? Like, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Like a uh, so I worked a corporate job for 10 years and um, I just, uh, I, I, it was great, like, it, it was a great experience to start off my career working in a corporate job, moving, uh, moving up the ladder. But I kind of realized um, that I wasn't passionate about that. Yeah. I wasn't passionate about like, uh, you know, clocking in a 40 hour work week and, you know, getting a check every two weeks and that predictability. And if I wanted to apply myself and work 60 hours, I wasn't gonna get rewarded for that, right? So. Um, I, I decided like the only way I'm going to be rewarded for putting in extra effort is to start working in the startup space, the entrepreneurial space, work with smaller brands, start my own brand, start my own company. That way, um, if I'm passionate about something and I want to work 100 hours a week and, and get only four hours of sleep a night, like I'll do it because that's my thing. Yeah. I own it and I reap the rewards from it. And like mm -hmm. no one's like you know taking a percentage off the uh -huh. top because I'm, I'm working for them. So. Um, now, like, I think a lot of, it's interesting now because, you know, with, with social media and everything, it's kind of easier to build a brand and to, and to yeah. start a company. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more, like, it's a lot easier to find people who like the same things you do, connect in that space, and build a business around it. So I think you guys are very fortunate in that sense. But also, the, the flip side is there's a lot of competition now, like, right? Like, yeah. it's like everyone's kind of, when there's a good idea, a lot of people start doing the same like, thing yeah. at the same time. And so... You know, it's, it's funny that, like, 
you still got to be very, even though you set your own schedule as a working in a startup and running your own business, like you still got to be very disciplined. You got to be very like determined, you know, like the four days from Servite. I always think about that. Like um, that guy, that's like a guiding principle for me um, for running my own business because you can't just like want it. You can't just have desire, right? Like you got to, you really got to be disciplined. I mean, I wake up at 6 a.m. every day and I work until like 11, 12 at night. And, and it's because if I don't do it, nobody will. And the company is on my shoulders and nobody else's. But yeah. that's what I yeah. wanted, man. Like that, yeah. that's, that's all I wanted. It's like, you know, like, you know, sometimes I know you guys have felt in your situations, but I, you know, I saw a few of your games in person um, and coming back to Servite and seeing you guys play. And, um, you know, there's some games where you just got to put the entire team on your back, right? And there's some games when, you know, like you don't have to, you know, like it's a total team effort, you know? And it's weird because when you run your own business, it feels like every day you got to kind of put it all on your back. And you, if you, you got to have that mentality, like I want that responsibility, mm -hmm. right? And then if you do and you embrace that, like it doesn't feel like work. That's the thing, like I'll yeah. pound out 12, 14 hour work days and it doesn't feel like work. Hanging out with you guys today, seeing all this in this environment, takes me back to high school. It doesn't even feel like work. You know, I know I'm working. I know I'm adding value to my company. But at the same time, it's like, man, like you do something you love. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So. so what made you get into this, uh, the company, Owasa? Uh, so it's actually my, my friends from grad school. I went to grad school in New York City. And uh, the CEO founder of this company is a classmate of mine and a friend from, mm. from, um, from New York. And so um, a lot of the startups that I've worked with have actually been, I've gotten connected to them through a personal relationship, like either my friends or my family. And so um, I think that's one thing to emphasize, at least for me on a personal level, is that um, a lot of the business opportunities that are gonna arise in your life, in your future, are gonna be through friends and family. And like, so you yeah, wanna sure. keep that network very strong, even if you're not, even if you have people in your circle who you never have done business with, or like you don't think of them as a business person, like you'll be surprised at how many times like later in life, five years, 10 years down the road, someone in your circle has this opportunity now and they want you to be a part of it because you have a certain set of skills. Mm -hmm. And likewise, you wanna start your own business, you'll have that family there for you and someone's good at accounting, someone's good at marketing creative, someone's good at digital. And like you yeah. get that, you keep your family like around and supporting you and you're, you're there for them in a non-professional setting, you'll find that these opportunities open up. And it's happened for me a lot, like over the course of the year, even like some of my Servite brothers I, I work with, you know, like um, our products are in a, a couple stores here in Orange County that, that my friend, um, his That's family, tight. the Rubicon family, they, they own those stores, right? And it's like, they were the first ones to take a chance on us here in Orange County, right? Mm -hmm. And like, when you really need your, your friends and your family and, and the Servite Brotherhood, you go to them, you lean on them, and like uh, they'll be there for you, right? And I think that's an important thing for you guys, like the, the you know the, the athletes here at this retreat to know is like you know like your brand is not built just by you. Your brand yeah. is built by the people around you, the family, the company you keep. Um, and I know it's it's really with our culture, with the Islander cultures, you really understand that um, early on, right? We yeah, have definitely. big crews we roll with, but everybody plays a role, and that family supports you and your brand. So. You know, you had a bit of, uh, it, it feels good when you make it because you, you have everybody else with you, but like you wouldn't make it if it wasn't for, yeah. for that community. So yeah. you got to keep investing in that community and make them a part of your brand building experience. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, one thing they always preach when you go to Servite is the brotherhood and then building connections for the long run. So yeah, you actually live by that. Yeah, man, yeah. absolutely. And you know, it's as I get older, I realize like it's not just Servite. I think a lot of a lot of people have this experience outside from Servite. But for the Servite thing, I think it's maybe because it was just like all boys school or like uh-huh. this community. I feel like a lot of my friends have bought into that a little bit more, right? And like. Um, they're very generous with their time. Even, you know, I'm 25 years graduated. Congratulations on graduating, by the way, gentlemen. Um, 25 years out. And, you know, I just saw my, my survive friends like a week ago, right? And we hung out and like we, got, we get together and we ask how can we can help each other on a personal and professional level, you know? And like, it's, it's, it's like great to have that. I think that as you'll see as your, as your uh, you know, survive brothers start getting older, they, 
they start becoming more successful, right? And things that have nothing to do with sports or whatever it is they were in high school, they just become successful businessmen, successful dads, successful family men. And if you stay in touch with them, they'll, they'll like, you'll reap the benefits of that yeah. too. And, and, and like, they'll be there for you, whatever happens in life. And it'll help you with the ups and downs that you'll inevitably experience. That's tight. So you stay in touch with them for the last... 25 years now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got a we do a we do a Christmas party every year where we oh. get we get together and we uh we do a gift exchange and we screw around tell tell all joke old jokes from high school and, <laughs> and BS and we go to each other's kids birthday parties and oh, stuff tight. like that. So it, it is a it's something that but again, I look at it like it's an investment. Like those guys have been there for me in my my lowest yeah. times getting here and like you know like a lot of what you see with with brand building and like um and uh and building businesses, you only see the highlights, right? And like, you only see the success part. And like, a lot of people don't understand like how much work it has to go and just to get to this level where you, you know, you have the opportunity to work with, with um, NIL and with, with athletes such as yourself. Yeah. There's so much that could go by the wayside. And when that happens, you, you know, those guys have been there for me, yeah. right? Like to help pick me up and to help me out when I, when I had nothing. So yeah, it's, it's something I always, think about like investing in your family your friends and your day ones yeah i mean uh like a lot a lot of the athletes in the complete athlete family we survive graduates so just speak on that experience like how was your survive experience yeah yeah no i was good it was um i mean it was amazing like um i uh you know i it would have been better if we we be modern day <laughs> but uh um again we like other I than think- that i think it was a great time like i, I think that um the survival experience is, is unique um, from other high schools because um, there is like this this camaraderie that builds up, right? This like you really get to know people while you're there in high school. I think you know part of it again is the the all boys, all boys. Uh, yeah. community where you're not really fronting, right? You're not really like putting on airs, being someone you're not, right? Like you're you're being who you are at an early age and people are seeing that and people like that genuineness and authenticity, right? Like, so I I think it was, it was definitely a different experience from going to like the co-ed, like a co-ed high school that I went to my freshman year where, you know, guys are always worried about girls and what are are they thinking, right? And like um, worried about people who aren't in their close circle. So I think that there's that aspect of it that really helped out a lot. Um, But I think the point is with any high school experience, it doesn't matter if you want to survive or anything, like there are gonna be two or three close friends that you had and you wanna kinda of hold on to those and invest in those. And that's, I think that's what's really cool about this, this yeah, podcast, yeah. man. You guys invest in each other and still making time to do stuff away from football where you guys are you know, like creating and maintaining that, that bond. Cause you know, I, I guarantee you guys are gonna have your ups and downs, you're gonna be there for, their, for each other at the, the darkest times, right? That's right. <laughs> now, but uh, going back to the business, you talked about how the idea and the startup was was fairly recent. Uh, what makes you confident that this that this business can grow and can be successful? Yeah, man. I mean, I, th- I guess you got to approach everything with confidence, like yeah. in the startup space. Like, you know, the reality of it is is nine out of ten startups fail. You know, this is my eighth wow. startup. Um, you know, six of them ha- have failed, oh, right? Shoot. Like, and at the time I got on board with the, all these startups, they were great ideas, right? Uh-huh. But the reasons that uh, early stage companies fail. Like it could be a bunch of different reasons, but um, it's, you can have a great product, you can have a great audience. And um, you know, if you have mediocre distribution um, or you can't get your pricing right, you can't get the cost of your, your goods down to a price that's reasonable, like you can fail in that respect. And it had nothing to do with like how skilled a businessman yeah. you were or how much money you had back in you. Like 
failure is always a possibility. It's just like on the football field. Like, it doesn't matter how prepared you are, and especially in college football, like, on any given day, you could lose, right? And, like, that's how it is with startups. Like, it's, it's risk-reward. Um, I'm confident this is going to work out because the people that I'm working with are really good, and I think that's one of the lessons when you have, like, a, when you're building up your brand, like, um, and you're trying to build a business around your, your identity, uh, investing good people, like, good ideas come and go, and good ideas... Um, just because you have a good idea doesn't mean it's going to be successful business-wise. Yeah. Uh, so many things could cause that good idea to go in a bunch of different directions where it fails. So always invest in good people, and good people will keep bringing you good ideas. So even if one of those good ideas doesn't work out, yeah, there's like one. three or four other ideas yeah. that are um, in queue, and eventually one of those is going to hit. So. How is business going right now? Uh, so it's going pretty good. We actually just uh, um, we ha- we're having a pretty good couple months. Um, you know, like the pandemic really uh, slowed us down, just like any other food yeah, and beverage yeah. brand. The pandemic, it was tough, but um, I think we're back on track right now. We just closed a deal with, um, with uh, Wegmans, which is a 100-store chain on the East Coast that stretches Ooh. from Buffalo down to North Carolina. That was one of our first big wins. Um, so we're in about 400 stores in, in, um, on the East Coast in, in New York City, which is our home market. We're in another 100 uh, nationwide, um, we're about 50 in California, so we're just growing steadily right now, That's and nice. uh, I think NIL is going to be a huge part of, yeah. of that growth, uh, getting into more communities in these cities um, all over the U.S. Because we're about to do national expansion, and I think the best way to do it is to get people in Arizona, get people in New York, get people in Texas to, and and that starts with like investing in the NIL program. So, just happy to kind of be here and and uh, be working with you guys. So, no, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, for sure. So y'all tune in. Uh, y'all, y'all go check out Oaza Cold Brew. Y'all in Tucson, Arizona, also in California, and all around the nation. But we appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank right. you. For this next segment, hide your keys because it's Keys Take. We got Key back on, back on that episode for some more reviews um, of some restaurants in Tucson. But first, we want to thank, thank you guys for watching the last episode and dropping uh, those Mexican restaurants in the comments. If y'all got any more Mexican restaurants for us to try out, go ahead and drop it in the comments. We'll be back in Tucson in June, so we'll, we'll be able to check those out. But uh, for this episode, Key, what you got for us this week? Uh, yeah, like you said, thank you for those comments because I'm sure I'm going to be back to those Mexican respo- restaurants as soon as I get back in Tucson. But for this week, I got two restaurants for y'all. I was able to see uh, one restaurant I go to casually. So it's on University, right? It's called kebabicue, like kebab and barbecue in one word. So it's an Indian spot. Um, I'm able to dig into my Indian heritage a little bit. For those of you that don't know, I'm Indian. My, my grandfather's from uh, Pune. So, um, so this spot, this, this spot, I wasn't expecting much my first time I went, because I grew up eating Indian food here a lot. But um, I went and I was really surprised. Have you heard of tandoori chicken? Like the red chicken? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tandoori chicken. Yeah, tandoori chicken. It's like red chicken Indian food. Yeah, yeah. I used to eat it a lot through high school. My mom would pack it up and lunch, but it's fire. And I was really surprised. Um, it's, it's shocking, to be honest, because this, 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 this tandoori chicken was fire. So um, I was able to get that. So barbecue is on university, so it's on campus. Um, go check that out. It's like with Chipotle on it? Mm-hmm. It's, right, it's a little farther, but yeah, it's right there. Um, oh, you got pita bread over there? Uh, it's called naan, yeah. Oh, It's like yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like garlic, though. They make, they make it good over there. And then, uh, so I got one more spot, too. This spot's called First Watch. There's, there's a few locations all over Tucson. This one's in wow. South Tucson. I went with my family. But, um, yeah, First Watch. I, I went because I, I had seen online, they had this thing called, they call it Million Dollar Bacon. And it's supposed to be like a special, they all kind of twist on bacon. So I went, I tried it, and I, I got to say I was shocked. Like, it was, it was sweet, 
And uh, <laughs> it was, I, you know, I, mean, I don't eat that kind of stuff a lot, but I did. Yeah. And it, it was like, this bacon was just different. It's like a, it's like a breakfast cafe kind of spot. But um, it was really good. I got that and I got a sandwich. And it was, it was just, it was all fire. My family enjoyed it. Um, so it was real good. How so far, how to, far yeah. is that from, the, from, our, from uh, our spot? Uh, from the campus? Yeah. Like, probably like 10 minutes. It's, it's the a drive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you say it's a breakfast spot? They got it's like, like a pancakes? breakfast cafe. Yeah, they got all that. They got oh. everything. Wait, so that million dollar bacon, like, is it just, like, what is it? Like, is it one bacon? Like, it's you say bacon. It's like their own. It's bacon. They get, it was like a play of like four or five pieces of bacon, but and it was like, like different. different. Like, no, what? no. It, oh. Like, it tasted like it's a million dollar bacon. Like, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, explaining it, but um, no, it was real good. Y'all got to try it. That's what I'm telling you. It lived up to the hype. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I lived up to the hype for sure. Like, you can't explain the, the taste? Like, at all the I said like, it was maple? sweet, sour, and it was, sour. It was a million dollars in my mouth. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. How do you know what that tastes like? Oh, okay. Nah, no, 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 like, how you know what a million dollars tastes like? This guy, bro. This guy, a clown, bro. I swear. All right, all right, look, I'm going to take it. Next time we get back for to sure. Tucson, we're going to go together. I'm there, I'm there for sure. But yeah, that, that, that's all I got for y'all. And then what's the, what's the next one? I mean, what's the one you said? First watch. First watch and what's the other one? Kebabiki. So you said that's Indian food? Yeah. So that, that's fire too. Fire? Yeah. Like you like you say your mom make that. Yeah, well. Well, like can I, make that I know a lot of spots around here because I, I grew up eating that. But this spot, yeah, it was real good. So no one know I be bringing it back to the crib all the time. No, not for me. Oh. Just for me and John. Nah, nah, next time, bro, you can take us, bro. Ah, for sure. First watch and Kebabiki. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got for y'all this week. So y'all tap into those two spots, barbecue and First, first, first watch. watch. And then if y'all got any more recommendations, drop them below. And we'll be sure to check out those restaurants and the Mexican restaurants y'all, y'all suggested. So appreciate it. That wraps up for the episode. Uh, another big thank you to Alvi Loretto and uh, Oaza Cold Brew for sponsoring this. And um, appreciate y'all tuning in to Island Time in the Desert. It's Noah. It's T-Mac. Malo. Shoot. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.